1: Hey everybody, welcome to Performance Anxiety. This week we have a different kind of show. We're joined by John Talkington and Robert Walker Jr. of Brimminghorn Meadery. They tell me the secrets of mead, the world's oldest fermented beverage, what it's made of, and who knew that there were so many different types of it. The meadery is located in Milton, Delaware and features a mead hall complete with a hand-carved Viking ship bar. They get a little crazy with their mead and metal series, which pairs metal bands with the unique flavors of mead and be sure to join them this year from June 5th through the 7th for their party like it 793 festival which celebrates the first viking raid of britain follow them at brimminghorn on social media check out their website brimminghornmeadery.com to order individual bottles or join their mead club follow us at performance anx on social media and now let's get our viking on with brimminghorn meadery
2: my name is robert walker My name is John Talkington. Uh, We are the Horn Meadery, and you're listening to Performance Anxiety Podcast.
1: Excellent. Oh, man. Hey, thank you guys for doing this. This is awesome.
2: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having us on.
1: Oh, man. It's my pleasure. This is a little bit different. Uh, Normally, I deal with bands, photographers, other types of artists. I believe I've even had chefs, but I believe this is the first time I've ever, ever had somebody who actually creates an alcoholic beverage on the show so this is really awesome for me thank you guys for joining me
3: yeah our, pl- our pleasure all
1: right so i've got uh john talkington and robert walker from Brimming Horn meadery this this is really i'm gonna have to modify the way i do things a little bit because first of all normally the one of the first things i ask a guest is you know hey Tell me how you got, you know, what was your first instrument that you played? You know, was your family big into music? You know, I can't really do that here. I can't like, hey, you know, was your family really into alcohol? What was the first drink, you, you know, what, what did you, what alcohol did you start with? So
2: <laughs> well, John, John's family, they actually made wine and stuff. So he, he you know, he, he grew up with it.
1: So you were into it. All right, okay, beautiful. So let's start off with this. What exactly is mead?
3: Okay, uh, mead is a fermentation of honey, water, and yeast. Um, people call it honey wine, or you know, there's different names for it all around the world, but it's usually referred to as mead. So you have like uh, you have like beer, wine, cider. Cider is always fermented from apples. Beer is fermented from malted grains. Okay. Uh, wine is usually made from grapes or fruit. Mead is made from fermented honey.
1: So it's it's its own thing. It's not a variant of wine or a variant of beer. It's its own entity.
3: Yeah, it's its own alcoholic beverage, and it actually predates beer beer and wine uh by like ten thousand years. That's so it's a very old alcoholic beverage.
1: That's a pretty good date there. That's that's uh that's not like oh yeah, you know, ten years. This is it's, it's it's more than just a margin of error. That's a pretty big distance there. So how did, uh, how how did you guys meet and then decide that this is what you guys want to do?
2: Uh, Uh, basically, so John and I are, uh, real into, uh, the Norse gods and, uh, you know, Scandinavian mythology and stuff like that. You know, it's a very big part of our, uh, everyday life. And, um, I was working at a at a store. One of his buddies came in. He we was just like, "Hey, there's a guy that you should probably talk to because I, you know, I have a lot of tattoos, Viking tattoos, and you know, where we all wear Thor's hammers and stuff." And uh, okay, so John in, introduced himself, and uh, you know, I was always interested in mead, and he's like, "Oh, well, I make mead." Had it, it was <laughs> really cool. and uh, he actually helped me get uh, get a job in at uh, Dogfish Head. So you know, we uh, we've been friends for about ten years now. Uh, since, I moved, since I had moved down here. so
1: John, how did you get started brewing, Brewing, I guess? Is it brewing or make, making mead?
3: Making mead, yeah. How did um, you get started so, in that? So I was around 16 years old. Oh, that's always a good start. Yeah. <laughs> 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 one, of my, one of my teachers in high school was talking about making this Scandinavian uh, mead called Sima. And it was made with lemons and honey. Okay. They drinking on May Day in Finland, and she's like, "Well, we really can't do this experiment in class." But she said the recipe's in a cookbook in the library. <laughs> so I, <laughs>
0: hint, hint. I went to the
3: library and checked the book out, and uh, ended up making it. And then uh, we had a local homebrew store open up in our town, so I started I started homebrewing when I was uh, sixteen years old, and then bought my first like beer kit when I was eighteen. And My parents were pretty cool about it. So they're like, well, if you don't make a mess in the house, we're all right with it.
1: And hey, at least it's not meth.
3: Yeah, and uh, my grandpa used to homebrew beer, and then my other grand grandpa, he made wine they were they were Italian. Okay, so it's kind of in the blood, I guess.
1: That's some awesome parents, right there. You know, it, you know, you, you could be doing so much worse. I mean, at least they know what you're doing, where you're at, and they know you. You know, because we all had friends back. In high school and all, who instead of making the alcohol, they were just completely consuming it. Oh yeah, so at least you had that. <laughs> I guess the next thing is, how long does it take? How do you actually make mead? How long? What's there's only like re, basically three ingredients.
3: Yeah, and ju- just a regular traditional style mead. There's three ingredients. So you got honey, water, and yeast. Um, you basically dilute the honey down with water so you reach the uh, sh- sugar content you want, or bricks, or a specific gravity, depending on which technical term you want to use there. Okay. Um, so the more honey, the more honey you add, the more potential alcohol it would have. The less honey, the less alcohol you get. Okay. We make very various- Mead. So we have some really like high alcohol, like dessert sweet meads, and then we do some drier ones. Um, we do some that are carbonated, some that are like semi sweet, you know, dry. It's, it's uh, a then we add different things to it like spices, herbs, different fruits. So you you basically have a blank palette to work with.
1: Oh wow, okay.
3: We can add any type of flavor to it. Um, you know, raspberries, cardamom, uh, cinnamon, you know, vanilla bean. We do a lot of barrel-aged stuff, so I mean, wow! And there's all these different types of honey that you can work with. So it's, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty cool.
1: So I guess then the the flavors will differ based on the type of honey you use.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. We have we get we have a Zambi Zambian forest honey that we use from Africa. We have uh, a Brazilian called a honeydew honey it comes out of the jungle they only harvest it like every two years that we've worked with wow we've done buckwheat honey clover honey orange blossom so there's all different all different sources for honey italian chestnut oh wow yeah. very unique honey so they harvest it in italy um, we end up winning a gold medal at the maser cup with that one uh it's one of the biggest meat competitions in the world
1: okay oh that's really awesome and then it's so I know with with certain things like if you go and uh, you want a German beer there it's in Germany they are very strict about what you can add to beers. Is it when you go to these competitions? It, are there strict guidelines as to what you can do to mead to to uh, not so it's not adulterated? I guess would be the the term.
3: Yes, there are guidelines. So uh, like if you if you put blackberries in the meat. It's called a melomel. If you add like basil and uh, sage to the meat, it's called a methagone. So each style of meat has a different name.
1: Okay. I've heard now, I, I, in doing my research, I did hear of those two. And that's the thing. I, I looked up, uh, I wikipedia it. And that can be dangerous because I'm looking for <laughs> whatever the hell page I was looking for here. And, oh, okay, here we go. And it's got like, a bajillion different varieties and it said that the, the Methiclin was a medicinal mead.
3: Yep. They, they, they originally started out that way. So you would steep herbs in a really sweet mead and you could take that as a me- medicine because the alcohol helps extract the um, medicinal compounds and the herbs.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause honey is often used in medicines and mom always tells you if you can sore throat, you Drink some something with take a teaspoon of honey, put some honey in your tea, and so I oh, yeah, that, like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and that and I try to do as much research as I can. And I get kind of sidetracked by, by this stuff. Like if I'm talking with a band, if I'm talking with one person in particular, I will go down a rabbit hole to find out everything I can about them, the first band that they were in, anything that I can. With Mead here. I ended up going down all kinds of bizarre rabbit holes. I mean, with all these different variants, all these, it, it would become something completely different. You know, I mean, and I'm trying to pronounce some of these things, like um, uh, the mead from Nepal, Danda Garrett. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this one just called blue mead with fungus in it, and I'm, black mead with the one with black currants, hydromel, yeah. the Greek mead. Um, it was just, it was insane. So how do you guys, I mean, do you guys experiment with all this stuff or do you try to keep it consistent and, and a narrow focus on what you're doing?
3: That's that's one of the unique things about our meter is we do experiment. I mean, we've made recipes from medieval times, cooking um, uh, age. We, we've, We've done all, you know, use different fruits, different spices, um, just all sorts of crazy ingredients that you can think of. We've probably added to one, one or two of our meats. John's made over uh, over
2: a hundred different styles of, you know, meats. We were just actually talking about that. Um, you know, he's got two hundred and some recipes sitting, you know, sitting in the uh, government database. So. <laughs>
1: The more I went down this hole, the more I got fascinated by it. Because I remember I was in my early 20s and my dad, you know, everybody goes through their Tolkien phase, right? So mine lasted pretty, a, a pretty good while. I, in fact, I'm probably still in it. But uh, <laughs> my dad was like, he was pretty supportive. He, We'd go to like gun shows and he would go and look at pistols and rifles. And I would go look at all the guys that made knives and weird shit. And he, for, for, I believe it was Christmas or my birthday or one year, he, he comes home with a big like a thing of mead. And I'm like, okay, this is really cool. So I, I, I drank it and it was really super sweet. Very, very, it, it almost tasted like thinner honey, but even more honey than honey. It was just, it was a very strange <laughs> taste. And I was like, Okay, this is interesting, but it's it's not exactly what I was thinking it would be. And then I started going down the rabbit hole, and I I figured it must be one of these that, that they say it can be distilled into like brandy or liqueur strength. And I'm thinking it must have been one of those. Do you guys do it that deep where you you, you get you have something that's that strong?
3: No, we don't. We don't do any distilling here. Uh, okay, mead under uh, it falls under wine in this country. So basically, uh, we have to stick to those standards in winemaking. So usually, our meads run anywhere from like eight to fourteen percent. We do some. We do have a couple that are over eighteen. Oh wow, that's awesome! It's All natural uh, fermentation. We don't fortify or like uh, distill it or anything. Uh-huh. The mead we did, uh,
2: the dudes from Spirit Adrift out in Arizona, their their mead about eighteen percent.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, so you now you, you bring that up. You have a series called uh, the Mead Metal and Mead Series. Yep. How did you guys decide to pair Mead with metal music?
2: Uh, so I've, I've played in black metal bands since I've been super young. Made a lot of connections and friends through that. Uh, one of my good friends that uh, we played with his band all the time, Joined uh, Incantation, so he's the bass player for uh, Incantation, a huge death metal band. Uh,
1: oh, yeah,
2: out of the Ohio Philly area. We were always, you know, when we started this, I was like, "Hey man, would you be interested in you guys doing a mead with us?" Because uh, he's had John Mead John's mead before. Okay. Um. He was, yeah. Hell yeah. That would that would be great. And um, it just kind of springboarded off that. Like it was super popular. You know, we had a bunch of pod- different podcasts like metal podcasts and decibel talking about it. And then, um, uh, I'm a big, uh, Junius fan. I'm not sure if you, if you heard them or not, but they're on prosthetic records with the, the four stroke dudes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Joseph, their singer introduced us to Steve Joe, who's head and our, for prosthetic. We became good friends with him. So we started working a lot with prosthetic bands and then, you know, decibel, uh, Beer and Metal Festival. They they brought us in. We're the only meterie, uh to to work with them. So you know we work with Enslaved and uh, Spirit of Drift this time around. So we'll, we're we're actually one of their sponsors this year in April. So
1: oh cool. Yeah
2: you know, we, we we both are super into music. You know we actually have another four or five I think lined up. Yeah we have five lined up.
1: Oh that's awesome. Because so, I'm I'm looking on your page right now and you guys have. Th- uh, thirteen variants. It looks like, unless my math is yeah. wrong. Let me see, four, eight, yeah. 12, yeah, thirteen. Yeah,
2: lucky number thirteen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you guys do? You guys just go out and, and reach out to, to bands you like, or is it, is there another process to to reaching out to bands to match them with a mead?
2: Uh, so it's kind of a little of everything um the rosetta guys they reached out to us because they're good friends with junius okay we're like hey we'd like to uh we'd like to do something so we actually have done a meet and a cider with them like uh we reached out to huntsman and um atlas moth and uh through that we became good friends with the dudes in faraha so we're like hey you know you know the new album's coming out let's do the, you know let's work something together so it's just kind of and like that, you know, John will, John will find some bands, I'll find some bands, and we'll, you know, talk to them and basically say, like, what kind of stuff do you like? Uh, so, like, back to the junius one, like, Joseph never had mead, but he was super into bourbon. Mm. John just a nice bourbon barrel aged mead, and he, you know, and he loved it. So,
1: cool.
2: We did, uh, Hail the Sun, they wanted like blackberries. No, was it blueberries, Blueberries. Blackberries, herbs. Yeah, blueberries, lavender.
1: Blackberries and lavender. Oh wow! Uh, and I so do like, were, like Hail the Sun. I do like them. They're...
2: Yeah, yeah, they're they're great dudes. Super, super kind. Um, so that's so they gave us the idea pretty much, and then John puts it together, and you know, usually knocks it out of the park.
1: Oh wow, that that's really wild. So so the bands will have some input in, into it. It's not just like, hey, we've we've brewed this or Brood, we made this. I don't even know what the correct term is still. We've created this bead and uh, we want to put your, your. we want to associate your band with it. You actually get input from the bands. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, okay, yeah, so we had... Yeah, I, we
2: models and everything and they help in label production, you know, with, their, with the label and what they, you know, what they want to have on it. If they want, you know, artwork or something from their album, you know, they even name, you know, they name it, we don't name it. Oh, wow. So it, it's definitely a 50 50 thing. It's pretty awesome for them and us. Awesome.
1: That is really cool. Because the way I've, I discovered you guys was through Four Stroke Baron. I was doing research. I invited them to come on, and I got all three guys to come on when there were three. Now there's two again. But <laughs> I, <laughs> they all three came on. And so, I, in doing the research, they had a video where Keegan, the uh, former bassist, yeah. Yeah. Throws down a, a bottle of the mead and slams it down and it just starts playing and I'm like, what is, what is he drinking there? That's an interesting bottle. And then they mentioned they they mentioned it and then we started talking about it on the show. And I thought, all right, so at the very least, what I'm going to do? is I'm going to tag these guys when I do the Instagram post. And then I thought, I got to have these guys on because I got to learn more about this. This this is <laughs> fascinating. So yeah, this is
2: fascinating. So like the, it needs. Wild man, it re- you know it really is like people have this bad conception of it that you know like oh my friend made it for the Renaissance Fair and it tasted like <laughs> shit. <laughs> when you find somebody that makes really good mead like John does, like it's it's way better than wine, way better than than beer and liquor, at least in, in my. Opinion.
1: How big is the mead community? I mean, how many producers of mead are there?
3: So there's producers all over the world, uh, Poland. UK, uh, Germany, uh, Czechoslovakia, there's some in like Lithuania. But over here, there's only about 500 meteries. Oh, really? So they're, yeah, well, I mean, there's like 7,000 breweries. So there's only 500 meteries in the United States. And they're, and, I mean, they're gradually right. growing. Right. Um, but yeah, there's not that many over here. So mead's kind of hard to find.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it,
3: it is considered the fastest growing alcohol in the
2: United States right now. But I mean, comparatively, you know, there's one brewery open every 14 seconds, apparently in, in America, where there's, you know, like two
3: or two or three meteries a month opening. So and just like the breweries, there's, you know, there's a lot of bad beer out there. There's a lot of bad meat out there. I mean, there's probably there's 500 meteries in the United States, but probably only about 60 of them making really quality stuff.
1: Oh, OK. So. How do you know if you're drinking good mead? I mean, I know...
3: a am tell. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was going to say taste probably. That's probably a good indication. But yeah. to be honest with you, I didn't even know that there were that many meaderies because you just, like you said, you just don't see it. It's. Uh, no. I'm happy to hear that it's, it's a growing segment because the craft beer segment is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And everybody's... Every- yeah, and, and pe- but people are looking for for something different, and that's why you get all these different weird craft brew variants coming out, and and, and each brewery is doing twenty two different things, and <laughs> so it's you know it's really it's it's really interesting to have something that's completely different.
2: Yeah, I mean we we, we luck out because um, we are the only game in town as far as something different within about 50 miles i mean right now i think there's 12 or 13 breweries within a five mile radius of us oh you know we're we're the we're the only eatery so i mean like you know if you're tired of your 30 second ipa yeah you 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 can come here and get you know get some get some meat get something that tastes really nice i mean we do cider and fruit wine and we call session meats which are like carbonated carbonated meats kind of like a like a wine
3: cooler sort of okay We crazy with the session meats doing all different kinds of flavors we have like an orange cardamom one we have one it's called viking fruit punch so it's got like pineapple and cherry and orange and it literally tastes like wine punch to it's, oh it's crazy God,
1: that sounds crazy man
3: it's heavy it's heavy duty wow
1: Jeez! how do you guys pick the honey that you want to use do you do you go and, and get it or do you guys have an apiary near you that you use or do you your own?
3: We do have some of our own bees, but not enough to supply our production needs. So okay. we, we have suppliers that we deal with. One's in Pennsylvania and the other one's in Arizona. Okay. And, and, then, do you, and then it gets us the, like the crazy honeys that I was talking about earlier, like the yeah. stuff from Brazil and Africa and things like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. that. That's what I was curious about is that how, now how do you find those and do you get sample and he was like tasting, doing honey samples?
3: Yeah. He said, he sends us little four ounce jars like every couple of months and he's like, Hey, hey, John and JR, I have this honey that's available. Would you guys like make anything with it? Do you like the flavor? You know, and if, if we like it, we purchase some.
1: Wow. That's really interesting. And this is a full time deal for you guys.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, this is our day job.
1: That oh man, that is
3: awesome. I love to hear and this. We've been, look, uh, we've been out of Dogfish Head for a, almost a couple of years now, but uh, we were we had this place open, and we were both working at the brewery, and we were putting in probably like eighty hours a week. You know, so we would be working here, working there. We were just exhausted, but it's, yeah. it's nice for this just to be our job now. Oh, what we about before we had a day off? <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, man, well, it's dedication. You know, it's if it's if it's your passion, if it's what you want to do and what you love, it's it's worth it. And it's you know, it's it's not as much work, it's definitely work, but yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, but, but it's a different, different kind of work.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And on premises, you guys have uh, is a meat hall. What, yes. what do you what, is that the right term?
3: Yep, meat hall. That's correct.
1: All right, good. Yeah, I did do some correct research here, so that's good. I I don't know how the hell you make this stuff, but I know what the I know where you drink. It's called. I yeah,
3: saw, our, our our meat hall is more of like a modernized version of a Viking meat hall. So it's a lot of still a lot of wood and like carvings of old gods and shields and all that kind of stuff on the wall. But our bar our bar is a Viking ship, so it's got a you know big
2: dragon head on it and oh, shields man. and
3: that's yeah, awesome.
2: Yeah. We built everything in here. So, you know, us and our, our, our one bartender, my dad, so we, we've got a <laughs> pretty much, yeah, and so it was, it was pretty cool.
1: So you guys carve the bar, make the mead. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. You guys are like, you, you guys are like Vikings.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> try to be.
1: <laughs> if somebody comes to the, the mead hall, what can they expect? Is there, do you, do you serve food? Is, is there stuff on tap? Um, cause I don't, is, is meat on tap? I know I've seen wine on tap recently, but how does that whole thing work out?
2: Uh, so we, yeah, we, we have 12 taps. So the uh, the first four are put on CO2. So our session meads and our ciders and stuff. And the mead uh, the sits on, uh, what's nitrogen? Okay. Nitrogen. Yeah, nitrogen. So it just kind of pushes everything out, keeps it keeps it still, doesn't add any bubbles, pushes it through, you know, pushes it through the lines. So,
1: and you make ciders too, you said. Yep. How many different yep, we, fa- variants of ciders do you make?
3: Oh, all different kinds. <laughs> we got we have a we have a pineapple cider on right now. We have a one we call Nordic uh, Nordic Forest. It's got like pine needles and uh, juniper berries in it. That's awesome. And then we, we do a really uh, Nice mango cider, uh, strawberry cider. We do all different variants of it. We did a blackberry cider with rosetta.
1: Oh my god! Uh, I, mean, I love mango. Anything mango? I don't know what it is.
3: We'll have to send it. We'll have to send you a can of it.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm down for that. I, hell, I'll drive the three and a half hours from my house to your place for it.
2: <laughs> Man, well, that'd be cool.
1: Time. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. T- I was really thrilled to see that. All right, I mean, it's three and a half hours. But it's a lot closer than I had imagined. For some reason, I was thinking you guys were out closer to where uh, Four-Stroke Baron was, which out in
2: um, uh, er, no, Nevada,
1: Nevada. Nevada. Sorry, I got to pronounce it right. <laughs>
2: yeah. Whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, how long, I, I, and I think, I don't know if I, if I asked this earlier, but how long is the process for making mead from the beginning to being able to serve it?
3: The set, like our session needs, they were sort of lower alcohol ones. They're about a month. Okay. So like vacations, like a week or two, and then like another couple of weeks of settling time. And then we can get those in the kegs within a month. Wow. Um, the more traditional style. So they're like 11 to 16% alcohol. It's about three months. So the fermentation time is about two to three weeks. But then, you know, if we're rack- racking it into barrels or moving around, it, you know, it has to settle and clear. And then we filter and bottle it's about a three month turnaround a lot of the bourbon barrel uh, or wine barrel meats that we do they're, they're like six months to a year for some of those
1: oh wow
3: so they're they're ready to drink and they're done fermenting but we just you know you have to age it for so long to get the character that you want yeah but you got to finish them yeah usually around three months
1: okay all right so we've talked a little bit about your you're you're musical history, playing in black metal bands, guys yelling at each other, screaming yeah. heavy music. Was I correct in reading that your first concert was Michael Jackson?
2: Yeah. 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 I was, <laughs> I, was uh, I think I was like six. My parents took me to, uh, they told me they were taking me to a football game in DC. <laughs> and when I got there, like, Everybody was dressed up like Michael Jackson. <laughs> it's
1: like, what, what's going on? This is the weirdest football and, game ever. Yeah,
2: and then you know, my parents tell the story that uh, you know when he came on, I I fainted. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I had the jacket and the glove, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was wild, man. I mean, he, he fought a dragon with a laser sword. Like, it was it was legit. Like, <laughs> he was really. Uh, for sure.
1: Oh my gosh, that's crazy! So he was like the, the digital Viking, or, or something.
3: <laughs> something. <for>
1: yeah. <laughs> we don't need to go into exactly what he was at this point.
3: <laughs>
1: John, what about you? Did you do you have a musical past at all?
3: Not really. I never played music or anything like that. But uh, I grew up listening to metal. Like uh, my brother was big into uh, like Quiet Riot and uh, blue oyster call and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. You know, I was a little kid in the 80s, so I liked Duran Duran and a lot of those, like new wave bands. I that's that's, tears why, for fears. that's why we're so big into Porstrome
2: Baron. <laughs> yes. They're just a
3: heavy like yeah, when I heard these guys I was like, holy shit, they sound like, you know, they sound like Tears for Fears but metal. <laughs> yes.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, I, the first time I heard it, I was just blown away. I'm like, it's like Devin Townsend project musically and then Roland Orzabal singing. I'm like, this is yeah. This is awesome, this is one of the best bands ever. How, how, do, people, how do people not know about these guys?
2: Yeah, Steve, Steve. was like, "Hey, you might check these. You might like these guys. You know, he sent He sent us the, sent us the record and stuff." And we're, I was like, "John, you got to hear these dudes."
1: <laughs> well, it's funny because when I had him on the show, I was wrong about something. I, I, I'd heard them on Bandcamp, but I heard them on Bandcamp because a friend of mine at where at, at my day job was like, "Hey, here's a really weird band. You might like them because he knows what I, I like." And I heard him, I'm like, these, these guys are amazing. And I had forgotten about that. So I'm like, hey, yeah, I heard you guys on Bandcamp. I put in Devin Townsend, and then you guys popped up, which actually did happen, but after my buddy told me about, about the band. So I kind of feel like I need to set the record straight with that one. Because so, he listened to the last podcast. He goes, you didn't hear him on Bandcamp. I told you about him. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I did hear my band camp, but after you told me about them, <laughs> so coming clean, setting the record straight on that one. So, do you guys do events uh, at the
3: metery?
2: Yeah, we we actually throw a huge. Um, it's our party, like it's seven ninety three event.
3: Where'd <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> you go? That's awesome. <laughs> june, june 8th,
2: 793 was the first uh viking raid into Lindisfarne, in england just so happened that we have a lot of viking reenactors that came here and they're like hey we should do something together june 8th fell on a friday so we're just like hey let's let's throw this uh together we'll get some bands and uh it's exploded man it's pretty it's pretty cool like last year uh the, the huntsman guys came out um from chicago oh, cool. uh Yatras, Doom Band from around here, Our guys in Damal from Stonecutters uh, yeah, Stone from Kentucky. Um, this year we got uh, Chrome Waves coming out in Bukhari, Axioma. You know they're coming halfway across the country to come play the uh, Seven Ninety Three event. So we got food and vendors and reenactors. Like it, it's it's a great time. Yeah, I mean, it's so much
3: fun. Oh my, so my... much.
1: Fun. And that's is that an that's an annual event you guys do on June eighth? Yeah. So this
2: year it'll be June. Fifth through the seventh, so it's it's basically Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday is when we have all the bands and all the music and stuff, and all the food. Like Sunday, usually we're all super hungover. Or <laughs> so I usually am. <laughs> yeah. He definitely usually is. Me, not so much. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's a uh, uh, it's it's a fun time, man. It's you know it's it's a blast, and you know we had probably seven or eight hundred people, I think, throughout the weekend.
1: Wow. That's really yeah. awesome. I'll have to see if we can make it out. I'll, my wife's be sit, sit, oh wait no she left. Never mind. I mean, to, we're right
2: near the beach, so <laughs> yeah, you know, she,
1: she should come down for it. Yeah, I and mean, you can you can <laughs> go
2: in and, and she can you know, go to the beach and hang out at the at the boardwalk or whatever.
1: I'll tell you what I'll I will do that. In fact, what I'll do is she can go do that, and I'll hang out with the, with you guys in the band. I'll bring my camera. <laughs> Because as anybody who listens to this podcast can tell you, because I I think I mentioned this every single show, I used to be a photographer. I'll come and I'll shoot everything for you guys.
3: That would be awesome.
2: That would be great.
1: In fact, I will send you some samples of my photos so you know I'm not full of garbage. (laughs) So is there a a, a mead hangover drink, a little hair of the dog that, that works out well?
3: I had start drinking me the next day. You'll
1: be fine. Okay.
2: <laughs> yes. All right. Excellent. So is, it, do you, it's actually not a bad hangover. Like no. No. Compared, comparatively, like at my wedding, my brother drank literally two hours before it started to, I don't know, eight hours <laughs> later. Was like, Man, I, this, I felt, I felt fine. So.
1: <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a selling point, I guess. right?
3: It's easy to it's easy to drink, It's man. a nice mellow buzz too. Yeah,
1: drink all you want, barely any hangover. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you, know, you don't normally feel like fighting everyone, just, you know.
1: <laughs> 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 so it, do you mix mead with anything to make drinks? I know some people will mix and, and I I don't know who came up with this. I'm I'm sure somebody decades ago, but I've seen in the beer aisle that the, the beer with clams, the, the Clamato and all that. Nass- oh yeah,
2: yeah. Nass- yeah. We're not savages, man. We're not going <laughs> to do
3: that.
1: <laughs> no meat and oysters or anything?
3: <laughs> no, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of meat and mead mixed together.
1: So. <laughs> do you, okay, so now do you guys pair it with food? Is it? Do you, oh, do you work yeah, on that?
3: Chef that we work with, and he does a lot of food pairings with us and, uh, we we have worked with a couple different bartenders that have made cocktails with our mead and they were they were awesome. Yeah, mead wow.
2: cocktails are, yeah.
1: Do you have anything that you put together to to hand out, like the mead cocktail guide or a mead and food pairing guide?
3: But sometimes uh sometimes when I get when, when I get a uh the nerve to do it I'll I'll uh get some local li- liquor and we'll do some mead cocktails in here. We did one for a beard. We had a beard competition here in August. A beard so competition. It was all these like just huge, be- you know, like Keegan from. Fort right. right. Man, okay. And, and uh, we did this. We did this mead. It was a spice mead aged in a spice rum barrel. Ooh. So we had a friend of mine's an artist. He did a crazy label for us. We called it Captain Tickle Beard. So he made the pirate look like me with a big old beard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we re- we released the mead for the beard competition. And we did a cocktail with it. So I made I made a homemade soda. So it was like a vanilla ginger lime soda. Oh, wow. Ticklebeard mead and then a locally produced rum. Ooh. So it was a really good cocktail.
2: Yeah, we sold out of that and I think, about three or four hours.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh. Well, it sounds amazing. I can see why. Can you tell me who you guys are planning on doing uh, the metal releases with? You guys have—is that public knowledge yet, or can that be released?
2: Public knowledge. Yeah, we got High um, Priestess. They're, yeah, they're an all-female doom band out of California. Oh, cool! Really, really awesome. Um, the guitar player is friends with his wife, so it worked out pretty, pretty great. There you go. Uh, we got, uh, we got the—they were doing the one for the dudes in Chrome Waves. We're releasing that actually at the Viking uh, Festival, of the party like at 793 Fest. So. They're coming down from Chicago to play that. Um, working with our, our buddies in Huntsman again. for their their brand new album, um, so we're excited. Those you know, those guys have really you know turned into some good friends of ours. So uh, we're always excited to work with them.
1: Awesome.
3: We got yeah. Tesla.
2: Tesla, like a folk metal band. Yeah, they're like a folk metal band that uh, is friend. You know, we're, we John's known him for ages, and uh, I feel like we have one more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we're doing something for uh uh Decibel for the Decibel uh metal and beer festival in April, but uh, that is not public. Yeah, that yeah, that 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 one uh we're not allowed to share. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so should I edit that out when I publish this this No, no. I can just go a yeah. long beep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I,
2: no, uh, we don't we don't really know what the what the Decibel one. There's a couple of uh bands they want us to work with, so we're just kind of nailing out the details for
1: that. Okay, so the band you're working with isn't public knowledge yet, but the fact that you're doing something is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. cool. So, I, I'm I'm still waiting to see something like a Necrogoblican mead. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I think, would be amazing. It would have to be green. Um, do you guys have any plans to go beyond, like, black metal or, or metal? Because... I know a few other bands that I think would dig your mead a lot. They're not metal. They're more pop, but I'm going to send them your way as far as liking your stuff. But any plans yeah, to expand can,
2: it? Like we, we, we would, uh, we actually just work with, uh, they're a smooth jazz band from around <laughs> the area. Um, the, uh, the singer is, um, he's the Rehoboth foodie, which is a, you know, he's super well known in the area. You know, he wrote us and he's like, I know that we're not, you know, you're not, you're not into what we do, but would you like to work with us? And we're just like, well, yeah, sure. you know, he pumps us on the radio. We get a lot of free press out of it. And You know, a super nice dude. So it's like, yeah, of course we'll, you know, we'll do it. Um, you know, and what, you know, we'd work with like some different indie rock bands or, you know, pop bands just obviously we'd have to like, you know, either like their music or know that they're going to get us a lot of followers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't promise a lot of followers but the ones I do have, i oh shit, I can't promise. I, you know, I can't promise anything. Never mind. <laughs> I can promise that I will do everything I can to spread the word. How's that?
2: Well, thank you.
1: We appreciate it. And, uh, if you guys are ever interested in reaching out into, branching out into podcasts, I'm always willing to, to lend my podcast name and logo to, uh, a, a really interesting project, like, like a mead.
3: Yeah, yeah and I'll yeah. we we've done a lot of different collaborations you know people other than music and yeah, we did a satanic priest he had a
2: book come out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wanted to he wanted to do a wanted to do a, a, a mead um, we work with matt barlow if you're familiar with Matt barlow from ice Terrat yeah yeah he's yeah. like a metal metal icon so you know he's uh he lives right down the road here so oh, uh, really? you know we work with him a bunch of times that's been you know for John especially, that's his you know, that's his favorite singer. So it's been pretty, pretty cool.
1: That's awesome. That is really, well, it sounds like you guys are kinda of like the alcoholic version of my show. You're reaching out to <laughs> to uh people you love and admire and yeah. getting the the really amazing and I would get I would say rare opportunity to work with people that you've listened to and, and been fans of for years.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 awesome. You know, like especially for me, um, being a huge fan of Junius, like working with 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 uh, Joseph was an, uh, just you know awe inspiring. The guy, you know, the guy was super professional. Like, you know, he had his label finished within like a week. Wow. Uh, and all of his write ups done, and so that you know that was that was really cool. You know, he was he was awesome to work with. That you know, it was
1: it's cool that is awesome. Now, how do you guys do your distributor, you distrib- distribution? I'm going to have to edit that too. I mean, how far do you reach? How, how far out does, uh, where do you sell to, I guess is the best way to put that.
2: Uh, distribution is a nightmare,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, uh, we do, uh, we do ship to 42 different states. So we're on a, we're on with a company called Vino shipper. And, um, Actually, if you go to our website, boominghormeedery dot com, there's a thing that says "buy our mead." Yes, basically take there, and you know we ship to 42 states, so we're not really like forced to get into distribution. Like that's what we're working on now. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of that stuff in the works, but really we'll probably only be hitting most of uh, Delaware and some of Maryland and stuff. Like it's it's not easy for small guys like us, especially and with mead. You know, a lot yeah. of people. Like oh yeah, we want to get a meat on, but you know the price point for meat is high, so you know we, we don't make a uh, you know it's not some shitty garbage uh, yeah alcohol you know it's you're Hard gonna yeah, you're, yeah yeah
1: it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. not pay,
2: pay for it it's a it's a premium it's a premium drink you know honey is expensive and yeah you know uses like the best fruits you know throughout the world so you know it we put a lot of money into it. gotta pay you know
1: you gotta pay for it yeah i mean it ain't ice house (laughs) (laughs) right man so what all right so what is the weirdest thing that you can tell me about mead i try to do some weird mead facts and the same ones kept coming up like uh sweet mead is the original aphrodisiac the origin of the word honeymoon harks harks back to medieval tradition of drinking honey wine for a full moon cycle after a new marriage what have you guys learned about mead that surprised you?
3: Oh, geez. I don't even know. <laughs> that's a, pretty good, that's a pretty, good, yeah, that's pretty good, I was actually going to go with the honeymoon. Thing, but, uh, <laughs> I blew it. Damn it. I mean, One of the more interesting things is mead is in a lot of mythology. So it was the drink of the gods.
1: Oh, right. Okay.
3: The or- original mead in Norse mythology, um, was basically it's, it's a long story so i'll shorten it up <laughs>
1: i got time
3: there was a very wise being named Basir, and basically these two dwarves didn't like him because he was so smart so they got him to come down into their cave. they killed him and they mixed his blood and honey and they made what what is called the meat of poetry
1: sounds like he maybe wasn't so smart
3: yeah <laughs> So any anybody that would drink this mead would be, you know, very eloquent, very poetic, very intelligent. If you drank this mead, the Norse, you know, the head of the Norse gods, Odin, he found out that these dwarves made this mead. And then there's, you know, there's a part in the story where the giants steal the mead. You know, the, the Odins or the giants, they steal the mead from the dwarves, oh. and Odin finds out this. He's like, well, you know, I'm the king of the gods. He's like, no one can be drinking this except me. So he you know, shape shifts into many different things and goes, you know, like I said, it's a long story.
1: As it will.
3: <laughs> so he goes and basically steals the meat of poetry and brings it back to the gods for them to drink. So, I mean, that's kind of a, a unique story that it was cool. you know, created a lot of money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So what are your, out of all the needs that you guys make, what are your favorites?
3: I think one of the one of our like our favorites and our staff's favorites is uh, swartel So hard to say, not yeah. for us though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what's that made from?
3: So it's it's honey and black currants. When you okay. mentioned black meat earlier, that's a black meat. Okay. So it's really dark, really sweet, really rich. But the currants are very acidic, so they balance the sweetness of the honey.
1: Oh well, I mean that makes sense. That makes sense. What about you? Is that same for you, or do you have a different one that you prefer?
2: Yeah, no, that one, that one, that one's fantastic. Um, I also, he, uh, John makes a, a strawberry rhubarb one that, that I really mm. like a lot, a cranberry one. I, I'm a big cranberry fan. That one, that one's cranberry and oranges. So yeah, it's it's super rad.
1: Is there uh, a good entry into me? Like if if you're gonna let's say. Somebody doesn't know much about it, isn't a big drinker, but they're interested in trying meat. What would be a good way to get somebody into meat? And to just, you know, saying you just, you don't really know their preferences. You don't know if you like, if they're like, you know, IPAs or red wine, what would be a good general introduction to mead for someone?
3: I mean, we usually start our, like, a, you know, we have a customer that comes in. They, they're like, I've never had mead before. We usually start them out with, uh, it's one of our traditional meads It's called Spray's Kiss. Okay. And uh, it's made out of mesquite honey. It's very light, um, slight floral, fruity notes to it. But it's made with um, mesquite honey. So, and it kind of drinks like a white wine. So, a lot of people say it reminds them of a Moscato or a Riesling. Okay. So, it's a, it's good to start them with. Or one of our session meads. Uh, say somebody likes beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have several session meads that taste like beer. We do want to taste like a Belgian white beer. It's called Melangini. We have like a hopped one that we do. It's Humulus Juicis. Okay. You know, it kind of tastes like a okay, So we we generally ask people what they like, and then we can kind of go from there to give them, you know, what would be a good starting mead for them.
1: Okay. Well, I'll give you one for me then, specifically. I love... Gosas and sour beers. What kind of mead would you recommend?
3: Oh, I mean, probably Spartafar. Probably our cranberry. Um, okay. Probably anything that we have that has kind of more acidic fruit to it. I mean, do you like citrusy stuff? Yes. Yeah, like our orange cardamom would be a good one.
1: Ooh, orange cardamom. That sounds amazing.
3: Yeah, we yeah, use blood, yeah, blood oranges and cardamom in it, so it's got a nice, like orange, um, like a little hint of spice at the end. Really nice. We, we took that in to California for the Decibel
2: uh, Festival out there, and huge that was a huge hit. So,
1: well, I'm sold on it just from hearing orange and cardamom. So, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to propose something because I'm doing a, sh- a show in a couple of weeks that's similar to this, uh, similar but not. I had a chef on about a month or so ago and she has a bar in Kansas City and she has 350 whiskeys at her bar and 250 of them are bourbons. So, I made a Spotify playlist for her and sent it to her. I said, okay, match whatever songs out of this playlist you want and add your own if you want. Match them to a bourbon. So, I'm going to propose if you guys are interested, I can do the same thing. Maybe not, you know, 15, but you know, I can throw out a few songs I'd love to invite you guys back, send you a playlist and maybe we can match some bands that you haven't already matched with a mead to one of your meads.
3: That sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Definitely down for something like that. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, Well, we'll get in touch. We'll get the details after this. Um, but where can people find the meadery online? How can they order and uh, follow your new creations in the new metal and, and mead series?
2: Uh, so we're in Milton, Delaware, which is like a couple minutes from Rehoboth beach. I'm sure most people know, you know, especially on the East coast where, you know, where Rehoboth beach is, uh, brimminghorn That's our website. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and, all those social media nightmares. Yeah. Uh, that's where we do most of our, uh, promoting and stuff. Usually that's usually what we where, uh, we'll release like who we're working with. Uh, we also have a big mead club that we do. So those, you know, those people usually find out first on, you know, what's happening. Oh, um, cool really it uh you know you can buy our stuff on the on the website itself you know there's a little mead tab it says buy our mead um we have tons of merchandise you know we 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 like to just make really cool t-shirts and all kinds of crazy (laughs) other stuff for for people so
1: that's um, awesome and oh one last question before i let you guys go what's behind the name brimming horn meadery
3: so brimming horn was the name of like when i was making mead at home okay so i I actually it's actually tattooed on my forearm. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. So in a- ancient cultures, mead was always drank from a horn. So you always see like Vikings or the ancient Slavic people, uh, the Greeks, they always had a, a horn during ritual that they drank mead out of. Okay. So when I, was, when I was younger, that was kind of the premises of the name. So you would have this full horn of mead. But over the years, it's kind of grown into a little more than that. So the full horn kind of represents, you know, uh, our personal growth, uh, like the growth in the community, you know, prosperity and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, instead of, you know, my cup run over, you know, the, the brimming horn. So it's always brimming over.
1: That's fantastic. Do you guys sell a horn that you can drink your meat from?
3: We do. We do. That is <laughs> we got awesome.
2: Hugs and horns and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we uh, we get into all kinds of <laughs> silly things. <Yeah.
1: laughs> well, that's my kind of place, man. I i love it. I'm gonna delve a lot deeper into this, and I gotta I gotta check some stuff out. I gotta pick up some meat from you guys, and hopefully early June I can get down there and meet you guys in person and uh, celebrate pillaging England. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's pretty much what it's about. <laughs>
1: Oh, guys! Thank you so much. I've I've catched you for almost an hour at this point. Thank you so much. I've learned a lot about me. I'm my curiosity is, is is super high about some of this, uh, all of this stuff. And um, I'm gonna encourage everybody to check out your website, pick up some mead, and and pick up some really pick up a horn to drink it out of. For God's
2: sakes. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a wimp. Get a horn. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Thank you guys so much for all your time tonight. This has been a blast.
2: Thanks, buddy.
3: Thank appreciate you. it, man.